Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Star Wars Lads, episode number 39. I'm Liam, and I'm joined by Sunak, and today we are talking about The Bad Batch, episode 15. We're in the finale now. We're It's called The Finale, part one. It's a very creative name for the last two episodes, uh, but we're going to really dive into this whole thing right now. But before we do that, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you know when all the Star Wars Lads content comes out. We release videos four days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. If you haven't caught up on our last few videos this week, we released... Well, this week it was a little bit different schedule, but that's our new normal schedule. This week we released our new comic reviews, as we do every single Wednesday. We talked about the War of the Bounty Hunters, Forlom, and Zuckus, or for LOM, depending on what you want to say. Number one, it was a one-shot that ties into that event, and then Bounty Hunters number 15, which also ties into the War of the Bounty Hunters. And then yesterday, we usually release our special videos kind of on base, based on a random topic every single week, but we release those usually on Mondays. Well, since we were reading out of the shadows and wanting to do a full review for that, we didn't release anything last Monday, but we did release yesterday our full out of the shadows spoiler review. If you don't know what out of the shadows is, it's the newest novel from the High Republic. It is the last big novel that's coming out in phase one, wave two. And then we still have some things trickling in in the rest of this month and then in September and October. So we'll still be talking about High Republic a lot on this channel from here on out. But this was the last big full novel that came out in this wave. So if you want to talk about that or just hear our thoughts, maybe you're not sure if you want to read it or not. We do go into spoilers, but if you don't care about that, then go check it out. And if you've read it and you want to talk about it, we have our full discussion up on YouTube and we posted that yesterday. Also like this video, helps us with the YouTube algorithm, really helps us interact with more Star Wars fans. And then comment below and let us know what you thought of the Bad Batch episode 15. Uh, we respond to all comments and we really like to interact with you guys. So please let us know what you thought and let us know what you think of our discussion right here because we would love to interact directly with you guys about our specific discussion topics and things we're going to talk about from here on out the rest of the video. So now let's get into the Bad Batch episode 15 finale part one. Uh, I have to make a small uh, little info dump here. It's apparently titled Return to Camino. So mm. I guess they well. added a title <laughs> by the time I watched it, like at 140 or something. Wow. Okay. Well then for, well, I'm going to call it finale part one right now because uh, that's what I have here. But anyway, let's talk about this episode. It is really, it, it's a great episode, it, but it's, is the first half of, the finale as they as they said so it's there's not a whole lot here that's like huge development that doesn't you know tie in directly to next week right so we're everything we talk about here will probably be with the caveat of we hope this happens next week and we hope you know oh where's this going to tie in so our predictions as usual are going to be probably one of the longest parts of this video because of uh, just the nature of a part one, part two episode series, you know, because this is this is the first real arc we've had in the show. And if you you can really tie in last week's episode, episode 14, to this as like kind of a three episode arc, although Lucasfilm just says it's a two episode finale. But regardless, I really, really like this episode, obviously. I mean, they, 
when when the bad batch has been really good it's been really good to great i think so and it's arguably the best season one of any of the lucasfilm animations that we've seen so far it's a good blend of rebels connectivity with uh the clone wars style action and the clone wars characters so it when it works it really works and and this worked really well i thought it, it, it's it's another thing like a speculation for this show have either been quicker than we've anticipated with some plot points or just kind of you know they they go in directions that i won't say you don't expect but you're kind of like you're not ready for them to rescue hunter in the first episode after after he gets lost just like i wasn't ready for them to rescue omega immediately um but i i genuinely loved all the hunter crosshair stuff we we talked about it last week and we were dead on with the fact that this was half of this episode is crosshair and hunter kind of having philosophical conversations about where they see themselves and and where they see each other and why they have such a differing opinions and i really loved all that stuff you've got the more star warsy side of the episode with omega and the batch trying to save them and Omega knows everything about Camino. She knows where the secret platform is that Nalase uses to travel in and out of Camino, and it has a tube that goes under the water and leads directly to her uh, lab. And there was a couple of interesting pieces of information from that 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 Omega. I mean, we we know she's an unaltered clone, so we know she is exactly ten years old or however old she is. She's that age. But she says she she mentions that she was there when the Bad Batch were born and when the entire uh, ninety nine Clone Force ninety nine uh, types of cl- mu- um, genetically alter- altered clones were created and she was you know she's been around she knows she doesn't just know this stuff because she likes to explore and do all this stuff she lived on Camino for way longer than these clones all have and she's older than them and and knows all the secrets the ins and out of this place and and this is her home and when we see it destroyed at the end of the episode there is a great shot of her face and she's kind of like taking it all in like wow they my everything that i knew even though i don't want to, didn't want to ever come back to this place my home is being destroyed and it was it was a strong moment and so we got that and we also got the big reveal that crosshairs inhibitor chip was moved now removed so I'm yeah there's a lot of inhibitor chip confusion still and I guess it's something you know that I've slowly been getting used to because it's never going away we're never going to get clear clear answers on what is going on with the inhibitor chips how they work you know what I it, it doesn't to me it doesn't make much sense why the empire would let crosshair remove his chip because that's kind of the whole reason they want to get rid of the clones in the first place is the chips aren't working to the way they said they would or lasting as long as we thought they or the empire thought they would so did crosshair do that on his own i don't know that opens up a a whole can of worms that we'll never get answers to and we don't necessarily need answers but that's that's directly where my mind usually goes with like okay wait how does this make sense um but it does it does make the whole crosshair versus the bad batch dynamic a lot more interesting and we'll and and that's really the the core of this episode is really defining their relationship and defining how their 
relationship is going to end in this finale. And I think it, it will, we will wrap up the Crosshair Bad Batch arc because it doesn't seem like we're going to get into much of the rest of it. But overall, really, really like this episode. And I'm really excited for next week. What are your thoughts on this episode so far? I mean, we see this tube system right here in our bureau. I think that was from the start. I think that the fact that Camino gets this nice little expansion and um, just what it is, the cities that we visited, like, yeah, we've gotten in the show so far, <laughs> old abandoned facilities. We've seen how um, to some degree, they've evolved as a species and, and with their technology. So it was nice to see that like, you know, the community that we know has more secrets. It's not just the people are secretive, it's the city itself, you're right. Uh, at Tipoka city is also filled with many things that are not on the records and all that. So, I mean, this would have been a very useful thing to have during the battle of Camino. So I, I guess some things you just can't share. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was great to hear that <laughs> this little relationship that, um, I don't know how to put it, but I guess Omega has been indebted to from the whole time. She's like, I am one of you guys. I am a different clone. Like, you know, we discussed things about force sensitivity, her being female and all, but you know, like for the most part, it did seem like she was like kind of fanboying, um, you know, Clone Force 99, the Bad Batch, more than actually, you know, being one of them. And for her to like reveal that, like, no, like, if anything, I might be older than you guys. I've been here for the longest time. I had to endure everything that Nalase put me through in her private research laboratory and the things that, I don't know, she felt very somber in this episode when she was dealing with it. So, yeah, I mean, that it was nice that. You know, we've been playing Omega as this like kind of dumb child, and it's nice that the bad bitch aren't dumber than her. They've been telling her not to do this, not to do that more more recently, and she's listening. So I think some trust has been growing there, but also an understanding of, of like you know operations hierarchy. But this is like the first one where I was like, no, we have to also consider to what extent Omega's been a camp knowing to a degree in her life, someone who's truly lived here and had this be her home and yet so repulsed and frightened by this, you know, possibility of coming back here. Um, and yet because Hunter is captured, she goes through with it anyways. And she gets them an easier access point at the risk of showing, you know, some hidden secrets that she doesn't really want to bury. I mean, she, that she buried and she doesn't want to really unbury and dig out again. So that I thought that was really nice. It was so nice to hear the original Camino theme from Attack of the Clones, like remixed. Like, okay, Kevin Kiner went off this episode. It's it's crazy. Kiner Brothers, ooh, crazy. Um, so seeing that music, I don't know, it, it brings you back to watching that movie as a kid and like the mystery, the somberness the strains, almost ethereal creatures. And yet this episode is also kind of like the end of Camino as we know it at this point, right? The Camino, uh, Tipoka city that we've, you know, seen for since 2002. 
now almost 19 years later is destroyed and that's crazy and terrain animation i just have to give a little shout out to because the way the way splashed up the way omega became like wet and drenched because she wasn't wearing armor like the clones like oh they're really going off this feels animation wise they've been really good throughout the season but obviously that first episode was a different bar just because of how long it was and how much effort they put but now it feels like this finale is also to the same thing i'm also curious why they call this finale part one because this is very much a build off of the last episode if anything i'd consider this part two um it's semantics anyways they call it in the end they changed it to return to Kamina, so <laughs> it, it's not really a huge thing here but um i mean there was also some really nice things we saw az come back and i don't know az is like one of those droids that could have just been annoying um you know just like could have just been like all right you're not the cutesy sort of droid that we love or like the one that wins our hearts over but you're also not extremely annoying to the point that it's like your your fault all right it's he's like he's one of those droids that kind of fits into like the toto um you know archetype where man you are annoying but you're also so lovable this way he's a chopper like you know az is it's a, he's, he's a fun droid and i like that you know that thread of fives is final you know moments of his life and final things that he did with az still happen probably az had his memory wiped doesn't know anything about fives doesn't I, I don't assume he would but you know he seems like he's with the crew now and it would be very interesting to see az and their gonk droid you know kind of play a bigger role um like we said the philosophical battle happened um i think i mentioned that it'd be great if his chip crosshair ship was actually removed and it is removed and i think the best thing about it is like they ask him when he's like does it matter and it's like so vile and venomous and i'm just like oh my god like this man is just oh he's something else right now it was great he's become a really solid villain and you can see his point of view he's like you abandoned me right like if you really cared about me, you wouldn't have just run off, right? And yet you're doing the same thing for this one girl, right? So like he, he makes a lot of valid points. It's like it's like that one like meme where the guy is like pouring himself a drink and he's like shaking his head because when the villain is saying a lot of things that make and they're starting to make a lot of sense. Yeah, Crosser has some very strong points here. Ultimately, I think Hunter is still more in the right because crosser is still clouded by the whole thing about superiority and um being the right clones that continue and you know loyalty to the empire because they let us be these powerful almost abominations that they're always meant to be um so he's definitely still twisted so he's not like some pure clean guy but he also you know it's, it's nice to know that he's also still got a little bit of heart for his family that he used, used to be part of and he's still a crack shot. He set up those little mirror things that we saw in the original Bad Batch arc in Clone Wars. And he knocked out all of his elite troopers that are already been extremely suspicious of him. And I mean, there's not really much else to the episode in that sense. Like it, it's not anything more than a little bit of stuff put Omega in the tube system. Um, going back to the original training ground from the episode and 
this entire time crosshairs like they'll come all right they'll come this is not a trap this is just like an invitation um and i'll make my points heard and we'll have our philosophical debate amongst everyone um it's nice again that uh you know hunter stunned uh crosshair and to some degree he's going to be with the bad batch right i think rampart's use of um use of crosshair is kind of done i mean he got the order from tarkin you may fire when ready and yeah i mean that montage sequence was great it, it was great to watch it's very sad to watch too because that's even if camino is not the most cleanest city in terms of politics in terms of effect on the galaxy we've we've had this clone perspective for so long and they're you know we've built up throughout the years since 2008 that these clones truly do love Camino and they want to defend it even if it's not truly the most hospitable place to them and now their main city that they were a part of is gone and I'm assuming this is going to happen to other cities on Camino um Nalase is gone they got full control of the cloning stuff so how does that tie into Mandalorian and things yeah but the thing is it also feels like this, as a whole you know this episode is great not too heavy on action as much as it is on talking things through. I think the one thing that really struck me out is that it could have just worked as a finale right there, right? But there's a whole another part coming out, the actual finale episode. So I don't know if that means Crosshair is going to stick with this group, with the Bad Batch. I don't know. They said they're going to contact Rex, so I don't know what role he's going to play. Maybe there's an ah Ahsoka sighting. Maybe there isn't. I don't know how Gregor's going to factor in. We have no idea if Hauser is a one-and-done character still. He could potentially pop up. Yeah, I mean, great episode. But it, it feels almost like a nice finishing bow on top. And I'm very curious what's going to be really different in this next episode. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Is, is it just... Like, they, they wrapped up quite a few things in this. Whether it's Crosshair rejoining the batch and i mean i don't think he'll be i i really wanted crosshair to kind of be awake when camino came crashing down because you want to see the destruction that the empire causes and what how that affects him because he's only going to be able to see the aftermath right when when they wake up in the next episode at the bottom of the ocean you know he's going to be seeing it from that perspective i mean he'll still have those regrets about or wonderings why the empire left him because he's so convinced that no there is there is a place in the empire for clones but you just have to prove yourself useful enough well he's proven right. himself pretty useful and they still ditched him so i think we'll probably move on to speculation here pretty quick but yeah i i and then the crosshair stuff is was excellent in this whole episode and they it, it's kind of one of those things where the show this is what week one or first episode we said that finale was going to be and the show keeps zigzagging to the point where they they try to they throw all these things into the where you start to go okay what what is the finale really going to be well it seems like we're still going back to exactly what we thought in episode one of the bad batch the finale was going to be and it's going to be crosshair of the bad batch and that's what this whole show really at the core its heart has been about him and his squad and the family and what it means to be a family of clones and 
what it means to be clones displaced from what you were born to do and you still have crosshair being a part of that military that he's trying so hard to you know convince himself is still his home and still wants him but really his home and his family is gone and they have they've left him um and i i'd love i love the way they reveal the inhibitor chip thing because i was i always take notes during these episodes for the show and when he said there there was the conversation he and hunter were having about um whether or hunters like your we we had to leave you because you were trying to kill us we didn't have a choice to do that and hunter said and i did or i mean about crosshair said and i did and i was like okay well he's very aware now of his inhibitor chip like how is this going to work i i wrote like three things in my notes like this it's a great line. I loved it, but I was like, this doesn't make any sense. How, if he, if he has an inhibitor chip, now he's really aware of it. So does it not work anymore? And then at the end, they reveal he doesn't have an inhibitor chip. And that made that line just like absolutely amazing now because they, they're slowly throwing these threads in of, yeah, he's doing this because he wants to. And I thought that was a really smart way to slowly reveal this thing. And you're just, you're getting, you're constantly getting hints that he's, his inhibitor chip's gone and he's, this is him. And I mean, he's always kind of been the one that's not necessarily follows orders, but he's the one that's like <laughs> more aggressive and, and more bred for war than the others there. The other ones seem to have fun while they're fighting. Crosshair is just straight faced and get the job done. So, uh, I thought it was, it's an interesting, he's the correct member of the batch, obviously, to put in this situation, especially without his chip. I think let's, let's move into speculation because that's going to be definitely our longest discussion. And we have a lot to talk about for what next episode could be like. Obviously, we had the questions we were asking last week after episode 14. Is Gregory going to be in the rest of the show? Not season one. I highly doubt he shows back up in season one. He gets left with Sid. I think it depends if if Rex shows up, we could see Gregor, but he's not going to play a big role in in like what happens in the rest of the show. I don't think. So we have Gregor. We never see Lama Sue, so he very well could be dead at this point because I don't know why they would take him off planet. They never mention him. They only talk about Nalase in this episode. So I was pretty sure i think we were both pretty sure that he wasn't dead but he do doesn't make any appearance in this episode and they never speak about him so he very well could be dead so we have those questions that don't get answered in this episode and and you know that's fine and we also we still have no appearance from hauser as you said i don't think we'll probably ever see hauser again at least maybe maybe if we do in season two, because for all of the, the, for all of you who continued to comment and say, there's no season two. If you were looking at the social media for Lucasfilm and star Wars yesterday, they announced season two of the bad batch coming in spring 2022. So yeah, I mean, it was pretty obvious from just watching the show that there was going to be a season two just because of all the plot points they've thrown out there. And, and the, just the nature of animated shows you really, in American animated shows, you really never see an animated show come out with a single season. Not a, not as big budget of a show as this. And so I think we could have, we guessed basically from episode one that there was going to be a season two. And 
there's a season two. So there's a lot of things to talk about and we'll probably talk more about them next week when they're more crystal clear about season two. But yeah, somebody like Hauser, I don't think shows up. It wouldn't, it would be kind of random for him to show up in episode 16. I think the Finnick and Cad Bane stuff doesn't seem to have a place right now. And Nala say behind bars, I don't know if we see them. I mean, I still think there's a, I would give like a 20% chance to Finnick. I'd give pretty much like a 1% chance to Cad Bane to show back up. I think those that stuff is over. We could very well see Boba Fett. I think that's a small, that's a larger possibility in my mind than than um, Boba. I mean, uh, Cad Bane, but I think he's still. It would seem a little random at this point as well for him to show up. I think Rex is a strong possibility for next episode. I, I or at least an appearance like we got in episode fourteen on like a Hollow or something like that. We could get that, but. Personally, I just kind of want to see this be the Bad Batch and, and Crosshair. And I don't know I don't know how this the next episode is going to go. Like, I really don't have many guesses. It seems like the Empire is going to be gone. And if it's another philosophical episode between the Bad Batch and Crosshair about them trying to figure out how to escape Kamino, we could see that. Based on how the show it paces these episodes, I, I do think they'll probably escape in the first five, six minutes and and they'll be off and we'll have some other type of adventure to do. But what could they really start? I think that's going to be my main question for you is what plot point can they really start in this next episode and wrap up in one episode? Like besides the crosshair uh, philosophy with with the Batch and hit, whether he you know decides to join the Batch again or not. I mean, where are they going? He's, I guess they, he could reveal where they're taking all the clones and they could head out there and try to save a few of them. And maybe Rex and Gregor join them and they do that. But unless it's an overlong episode, that seems like something that would be really rushed if they tried to wrap that up. And we should see how the Bad Batch and, and Crosshair survive <laughs> Camino. It, it, there's just like, we, we have to wrap that up. That could be wrapped up in five or six minutes. But then, you know, what's next? What we really don't know. We don't have anything that can be really finished in this finale besides their relationship, which, you know, would be fine. I'd be happy with just them, you know, talking to each other the whole episode. But it wouldn't, it would seem like that would be what would be the penultimate episode versus the actual finale. So there's something, something's going to go down in this next episode. And I really, can't pinpoint what it is do you have any thoughts on what could be the main plot of this next episode well thanks for throwing it back to me with such a hard question (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah there's no uh, lead in i think this episode works best knowing that it's really a bad batch centered episode we don't really we get little cameos here and there of everyone we've seen throughout the season but you know they're not they're not huge players in the interactions that are to be had in the episode. Um, I think the only thing I can really lean on to is, yeah, we're going to get a Rex appearance, and I think this one's going to be a bit more full-fledged. Um, I think we might see a little bit of insight into what he's doing um, in his fight to, you know, break the chip control over clones and stuff. Um 
So maybe there's a chance that he's already gotten Wolf. I'd like to see Wolf's rescue happen, but I, I can see why it might not happen because it might just tread on too many things that we've already seen with Gregor. Um, but I guess if it's in a different situation, like Wolf is still leading a whole battalion or something, who knows? But um, yeah, I think keeping the focus on the bad batch is what's going to happen this last episode of the season. Um, yes, there is a season two. So if anyone is still unclear about that, <laughs> it's happening. Stop telling us that's not because it really is. Um, but I think the one thing that can really happen is that this, I think it all kind of leans on who Crosshair is right now. I think when we're back in the Ryloth arc, I thought, you know, maybe we're going to let him kind of grow into more and more of like a treacherous villain, you know, on the dark and all that. Um, where he's just more of like a purely evil sort of character. This episode really gives him like that, like, okay, like here's the foundation for like a reasonable point of view, even if he is ultimately wrong, you can see what he's coming from. Um, but what he's coming from is kind of useless in the grand scope of the episode because Tarkin and Rampart are like, yeah, shoot the, the city down and everyone else is evacuated. And, the other elite squad troopers are like, what are we supposed to do? Like, they don't trust their commander anymore. Like, I think the growing sort of failures across there is the way he rubs off on people, the way he thought that the Empire is all this and that. I I think I could see him die. I, I honestly could see him die in this episode. I'd like to see him and uh, especially Omega do more character work together because in the moments that they share in the first opening episode that we have, I feel like that's probably the most uh, explosive dynamic of the Bad Batch that could be fostered, especially with how much work has been done with uh, Omega and Crosshair, especially. Hunter's got a lot of good work done for him, but he's still more of like the father of the group and then tech and wrecker the funny guys echo is still working up to being like a more of a, a connection tissue between the regular clones and uh the the bad batch and all these you know modified effective clones of sorts and the dynamic that they already have keeps a lot of these characters like echo and wrecker and tech as kind of limited so bringing crosshair who's already had so much work done on him would only further shunt him. And I don't think the goal of the second season of The Bad Batch is to make these guys smaller characters. Like, yeah, sure, I guess pairing them off across there would do some work and make them, like, really grow. But they'd only grow because Crosshair has already had all the work done for him. So in my mind, I don't know, and I don't think Crosshair makes it out of this next episode. I'm hoping he gets a scene or two more with everyone and especially with Omega and Hunter. Um, the, the besides that though, I, 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 there's not really much, I guess I know you're saying, I think we'll see Sid. I, I think we're going to see Gregor and Sid in some sort of comedic role where Sid is just dying because she can't handle Gregor, which I mean, she deserves it at this point. <laughs> um, but to what extent, like, that mercenary bounty hunter sort of storyline is going to come into play, it, it's going to be 
confusing. I think at best we see Rex show up and we see all whatever he's doing, maybe some wolf or whatever, um, and kind of come together at the end of the episode. Um, but at the same time, I could also see if that doesn't happen, maybe Fennec and Cat Bane, well, at least Fennec, maybe Boba showing up at the end. I don't think, I don't really think this episode has done much setup for the other characters that we've seen and, you know, gone through these episodes with to suddenly just step in a frame. I would think this finale is really trying to do what the first episode did, which is flesh out these characters. The middle stuff is like, yeah, you know, they're growing, they're changing to some degree, but they're episodic. They're not serialized to as much as we say, get something as like second season of Mandalorian or some stuff in the later Clone Wars. This feels like, okay, let's go back to what we were doing in that very first episode, which was three episodes patched together. Let's do that here in these last three. I don't know. I mean, I think the only other thing that could happen is just them quite literally verbally expressing what's next in season two. Like Rex is going to go on his quest to get more um, troopers together um, and free them from the Empire because we know that they've been shipped off somewhere and along with the Kaminoans. So they're removed from all active fields. That's I think that's kind of what the implication of this episode is. So to what degree that's still happening, how long that takes, maybe in that little gap period we see a little bit of Rex doing his magic and grabbing up as many clones as he can or helping them escape. Maybe. And I could see Echo feeling like at this point in time he needs to go help Rex for that. Um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe Crosshair goes, if he does survive, maybe he goes into a more of a bounty hunter style. Um, you know, becoming a bit of a mercenary hunter where he can at least express his skills to the best of the best. But I don't know how that would just be. That feels like too much of a turn without any buildup yet. Um, and I think he'd need to spend more time with the Bats before he makes a decision to leave the Bats if he doesn't die. Past that, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't think so. I think the last nugget I can really pull out of this is maybe maybe we see the Bad Bats kind of split up in small different groups and pair off with different people um, for different missions. I, not like big rebellion sort of missions, but you know things that matter a bit more to them individually. So like like I said, Echo with Rex, maybe um, Crosser going somewhere, maybe Tech also joining someone. I I I, I don't know. I it's it's not really these last two episodes have not given much of like boundless speculation, and I I think at this point the next episode is either gonna kill off Crosshair and focus everything on the Bad Batch or keep him alive. And still keep the focus on the bad batch, but at the end, tease this criminal stuff, underworld stuff, and whatever Rex is doing, and maybe throw in some new elements. But yeah, that's a from all my rambling, you could tell it's it's hard to really grasp at things. And hey, we did pretty well last week, saying like, oh, this might be cool if you know Crosshair, you know, his chip has been removed, and he says I did it for himself and stuff like that, and. That came out true. I'm not still totally sure if Crosser. I don't. Do, do we see a mark of where his chip is removed? Because I don't think I see. He, he kind of points to the burn spot. So if I had to guess, because he doesn't 
clarify when he gets his chip removed. So if I had to guess, it was right yeah. after that when they were kind of repairing him. Maybe they. But I don't. I don't know if I, I. I don't know if I like that because I think it'd be in the Empire's best interest to tell him that it's been removed, and he doesn't know it, and he's convinced that he's just doing this because he really believes yeah. in everything. So yeah, that's there's where also it, the, yeah, there's that whole little gray area too. So that, maybe that's, that's where it really, yeah. really like becomes. I mean, especially with with my mind that likes to have everything neat and in order in Star Wars. Uh, it becomes really interesting and really like where I do want the answer because he, if he had his chip removed, like why would the empire let him do that? I feel like he would have to have done it off without the empire's knowledge. So I don't know if it'd be the empire that did it because they're still worried about the clones already. That's the main reason they've accelerated stormtroopers so fast is because the, some of the chips aren't working as long as they thought or as strongly as they thought for a long period of time so yeah i don't i don't think we'll ever get that answer unfortunately i mean for for me like i've said in the past star wars for me is is like a history book like if you i really want the history of it mapped out so i don't necessarily like open-ended things like that just because i can't pinpoint exact details about it but that's just that's just the way my mind works but anyway with yeah as as you were saying with the that you there's no and, and i was saying before i pitched it to you there's no there's nothing that, that this episode leans to where you could say that's going to be the big plot point of next week and there's it, it yeah it just doesn't like i would have i would have expected this episode to be crosshair maybe makes that reveal and they have the whole bad batch set up and then when they had the bad batch you know with all the stormtroopers around them with blasters raised that's when this episode ends you know that would have been what i would have predicted last week how this would have ended not that camino would be destroyed and not that you know for all intents and purposes the empire is just gonna leave <laughs> by the start of the next episode and all that's left on camino is the batch and crosshair and that's it and they're gonna have to find a way off i mean like like you said i i the rex will probably show up but i i just don't know what are the, what they can all do together that really makes this a season finale like a grand end to this whole thing like it it's just it can be a personal, you know, it can be a personal journey and a personal ending to this show with them just, just talking. But I feel like Crosshair has already, you know, tried as much as, as Crosshair's personality lets him try to appeal to the Bad Batch and to make things right. And he, even as far as killing his entire squad to prove that he's serious about wanting them to be back. And he's, he's, shown how much he cares about them and how much they mean to him in the grand scheme of things and they mean more to him than any replacement squad he could ever have and so we've seen that kind of good side of, of crosshair even if it doesn't come from necessarily like a heroic place we've seen his his empathic side and how much he cares about these people and so for me i don't think a switch back to like I think 
he's not going to fight them when they're trying to escape Camino or anything. There's not going to be like, to me, that wouldn't make much sense. Like if he wakes up and he, he's not going to be all, well, I'm going to, I'm going to kill you down here and I'm going to leave. Cause I feel like at this point he's beyond that. It's, it's either in following seasons, he'll want to kill them again because he's now loyal to the, the empire. Or I think he deals with, and, and that's what I would like him to do. I think in this finale, he needs to be dealing with the fact that the Empire just said, well, we don't really care about you, and we just wanted to kill you and and, and have you be part of collateral damage for destroyed Camino." And I think he needs to deal with that. I would love it if, if it goes like how you said, with him leaving and kind of being like a Ronin-type character where he just goes off and is just walking around wandering the galaxy kind of seeing what the empire is doing and starting to take it in from another perspective about they don't care about me and they don't care about any of these people or anything really and then eventually maybe in the end of season two he comes back and joins the batch again has a heroic death there i really don't want to see him die unless it's kind of a a redeemed heroic death and i just can't pinpoint how they would do that at the end of this episode but like I said, something's going to happen. And they're, they're going to have some big plot point that we're not seeing right now. And 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 I think, to me, the, the my best guess is they try to go wherever the clones were sent. And they try to go rescue some people. Maybe Rex gets captured or something and they have to go there and help him out. Something like that. I don't know what it would be. But to me, that's the only plot point that they keep referencing over the last couple episodes is they've taken the clones here or we've... You know, and Crosshair knows where it is because he wants to send Omega there. He's, and, and you see that he's not as ruthless because he's not going to just kill Omega. He's going to send her with the other clones because he says she'll be safer there. So he's like, we're seeing a bit more of the human side of Crosshair. And so I, I'd be a little disappointed if they kind of backtrack on all that and just say, no, we're going to have him fight the Bad Batch again. Because I feel like his fight with the Bad Batch is over and he's either going to team up with them reluctantly to escape or he's going to leave and go and go his own way and we'll see him do something in the future or if for some reason the empire comes back down to camino and is searching the remains hoping the bad batch is dead maybe he has a heroic death there but that's really the only way i see crosshair's journey ending in in this season and i think i would be okay with him not dying this season and, and carrying over into the future as we've speculated many times, and I think next week will give us a more clear look at what season two will be like. But I think season two is the beginning of the rebellion. We're going to see the initial waves of clone revolt, and we're going to see the clones starting to be that first rebel group. We're going to see a lot more wrecks. We're going to see people or clones recruiting and, and small militias forming and i think we'll start to see that early stage and then when eventually when this shows maybe season two finale maybe if there's a season three we this is the finale but i really do think we're eventually going to see that clone trooper versus stormtrooper battle and obviously it's not going to go well for the clone troopers but i think that's the way to end the show and so it would i feel like it would be a little it would be a little odd to go free the clones in this next episode unless it's longer yeah. but and that's the thing i guess next week's episode could be 45 minutes long we don't really know but this one was still the standard 22 minutes so 
it's yeah, it's really hard to predict next week. Just and, based on yeah, and then there's the whole factor now that Topoka uh, City is gone, right? The whole Battlefront Two clone rebellion, where like they breed new clones that are only loyal to Camino, that's gone now. Um, I I mean I I don't know I don't want to say that's gone because we've seen other facilities. There's no way the Camp Nomads bank everything on Topoka City. I don't think so. I think it'd be dumb for this extremely smart species to not have contingency plans. Um, I think their weaknesses is that they're terrible with politics and uh, they get used, but that doesn't mean that they don't have their own contingencies. So maybe there's something brewing underneath Camino Seas. We've already discovered there's a whole freaking tube system. Who knows? But yeah, no, I don't, I don't see a clone rebellion starting the next episode and I, I i don't know i don't i doubt that they make a two-parter where the second part is like double the length of that first part it would be really surprising if part two was 45 minutes yeah it'd be awesome but it would be surprising yeah and it's it's just like at the secret society of kaminoans would be really cool and maybe they're on other planets and we get to see where they're actually you know where how Lama Su's death if he's actually dead does trigger the Kaminoan like maybe they have some secret like special forces military type operations going you know we we don't know much about them at all and so that would be really cool but yeah. It, yeah it seems like they're trying to wrap up the Kaminoans and make this tied into the Mandalorian as much as possible. I, I feel like we're going to get Dr. Pershing at some point in this show. Yeah, definitely. But obviously that would be something that's going to come in a different season. So it's gonna it, be, yeah, a young, young man just yeah. waking his way into the cloning world. Yeah. They're like, now let's say we've got a new intern for you. His name is Pershing. And she's like, Oh, great. <laughs> Who <Yes>. cares? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, maybe we'll see uh, Werner Herzog at some point in in this show. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it seems practical that they'd eventually connect stuff and to about uh, to Mandalorian, especially with season three yeah. taking place later. And, and Gideon, we could see him. Yeah, Gideon. I mean, then there's the whole thing about like, could we see the whole Mandalorian conflict happen now? I feel like that's the bigger thing that's happening. In this timeline now that we're, we're wrapping up this clone if, if let's say the clone rebellion you know is wrapped up where the kaminoans aren't capable of doing it the only other way i could see them being back in the fight is like let's say they start cloning other species like we've seen again and then that becomes a strange thing about do these clones of Django have camaraderie with these clones of you know, other species and stuff who are also technically clone troopers. Do they have mm -hmm. that same sort of camaraderie? Are they still one family? Are they still all of Camino to some degree? But I don't think that's going to happen. So the only thing other than whatever Rex is pulling off that makes sense in this timeline is seeing the very first time that Mandalore is fully consumed by the Imperials. I would think that, you know, maybe the bad bats pops up there feels like it'd be a waste to not 
connect some Mandalorian heritage to some clone troopers. It doesn't have to be all of them, but you know, some of them would be interesting as like a sort of callback to Karen Travis and her uh, clone commando work that she did in her novels. But yeah, I don't know if the Bad Batches stuff with the Clone Rebellion is done or not, but I don't think there's going to be too much going immediately leading into this final episode or season two. Yeah, the, I, I think the Mandalorian stuff will, as we said, as I said, see, episode 16 is really going to determine how the rest of the show goes. And I think we've speculated so much over the course of this season when we've gotten the Hera episodes or the Sagarera appearance or the Raxus Prime episode. How much is this going to tie into early rebellion and to just the overall galaxy as a whole? Are we going to stick to the Bad Batch? And the first, uh, what was it, 10 episodes really led me to believe that this is a Bad Batch-centered show, and if we get cameos, they're going to be cameos, and it's going to be because the Bad Batch was sent somewhere to interact with them. But then we got the Hera episode, which was one appearance of the Bad Batch in the entire episode. So they could do that more in the next season. I think I mean we're going to tie the Bad Batch to the Rebellion, obviously, in the next season, but it's going to be interesting to see how involved they actually are with it. I guess if Crosshair was... Crosshair would have more of, an, of a vendetta against the Empire if he actually rejoined the Bad Batch than any of the other members of the Batch. So I could see him doing like special ops missions for early rebellion leaders or stuff like that, maybe working directly with Rex or somebody. Yeah. That could be kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, there's really this is not an open-ended episode. It doesn't or it's too open-ended and we don't really know where it's going because it's yeah, there's yeah. the without having any of those other characters we've talked about show back up in this episode like a Hauser or a Finnick or a Cad Bane or any of those characters we haven't seen for a while. It makes the season finale, especially with this being called finale part one, it makes the season finale seem like, well, we're just going to deal with maybe Rampart and the Bad Batch. And I don't think Rampart's going to die. So and I don't know how they would get Rampart. It's, it would seem a little quick if they just suddenly were like, yeah, yeah we're going to go fly to the ship. Not a, it's not a man who you know, is resource scarce like Gideon yeah. is at this point in the Mandalorian, right? I Speaking of Mandalorians, I mean, I guess building up what I said before, it'd be interesting if he doesn't go to the Rebellion darker special ops stuff, right? Maybe he, you know, is that sense of like purpose of like a higher calling for him was the Empire where he could feel superior. He could feel like what he was bred for actually had true value. I can see those principles working pretty well in a Mandalorian society where if he wants to reform himself and actually have a code and actually still have awesome armor, maybe that'd be cool. That'd be, I feel like at some point, some clone has to go the legends route of becoming a Mandalorian to some degree. And if there's anyone who I think needs that sort of like recycle and re reformation of his character, Maybe Crosshair could be that guy. Yeah, I'm starting to be a lot more on, on board with the I would rather see Crosshair leave the Bad Batch and turn into a new character. And I think he would grow a lot more from that. And we could mm -hmm. kind of see him as a B-plot on a lot of episodes in Season 2. That would be cool. I, I think 
that's got a lot of potential. He could still very well die in the next episode. Yeah, that, <laughs> that could all be me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they maybe they watch Star Wars Lads episode thirty nine, and they're like, "Oh crap, we got to just change the ending. <laughs> we got to delete it. We got to turn a new one." <laughs> Actually, that was the finale. We're not getting episode sixteen. <laughs> God, but it, it it would be like another thing I was thinking too is when we want to see a lot of these characters at live action, but I would I would assume that the best ones we have a shot of and seeing in live action, unless they never remove their helmets are echo hunter and wrecker because crosshair and tech, unless you get different actors, don't look anything like Tamara Morrison. So I guess the they could always masking do does a lot of magic. These yeah, days. you can and do they, that. And they just hired, if you didn't hear um, the guy, there's a guy who's been doing a lot of deep fakes. Um, and he's, it's not like just some random YouTuber. He, actually is trained in this technology and stuff um starts at shwamu or whatever i don't know, remember his youtube channel but he's been hired by lucasfilm and everyone's been complaining about like oh they should just make him do deep fakes and stuff but more of the experts are saying he's using a great mask that's already done by the lucasfilm yeah. uh, ilm guys and then making it better so him being that guy to put that final touch on these things with their resources, with their processing power. I mean, eventually, I hope we see a cleaned up Luke with all that resource tech. Because, I mean, he's fine, but I, I would like him to look a little bit more alive and move yeah. his mouth a bit. And you could easily do that with Tamora Morris and just get a couple body doubles, slap his face on, change some dimensions. Could work. It could. That would be cool. I would love to see some of these guys, and especially somebody like Rex, but I'd love to see as many clones and, as possible. I'd love Tamara Morrison to be playing 20 characters in live-action Star Wars. Yeah. That would be awesome. But I think that's probably going to do it for this episode. We've, we've tried as hard as we could to speculate about what could be coming, but as we said, we really don't know. There's so much that can happen next week. But that is it for episode 39 of Star Wars Lads. Thank you so much for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, please give us a like. Comment below. Let us know what you thought of episode 15 of The Bad Batch. Let us know what you think could happen next week in episode 16. In the finale, maybe season two, what your thoughts are on that. Let us know what you think about The Bad Batch and all of the stuff we talked about today in this episode. If you're listening on podcast platform, Please subscribe to that feed. You, if you're not listening on podcast platform, then you can listen on Anchor, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. You can go there, subscribe to the feed. This is the only episode episode of the show that you can watch or listen to on podcast platform. Just our main Star Wars Lads episodes that we come out with every Friday. So if you want to listen there, it's easier for you to listen to audio. Go there and listen. If you're on audio and you want to go back to YouTube, we have three other days of the week that we release content. So if you want more Star Wars Lads content and you found us on audio, then you can come over to the YouTube channel and check out our videos Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. If you have social media, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok at Star Wars Lads. You can follow us there. We post news and schedule updates as well as content about the late, our latest episodes on all those platforms, including TikTok. So you can keep up with the Star Wars Lads there. As I said at the beginning of the episode, if you haven't checked out our new videos this week, we posted yesterday our Out of the Shadows review, our full spoiler review of that new novel from the High Republic by Justina Ireland. It was, we got uh, a long discussion and we talked about a lot of the pl 
plot points of what happened, some of the characters, what we liked and didn't like about the book, and where it could be taking us for the last couple things in this wave of High Republic stuff and into wave three of High Republic coming in January. We also released our new comic reviews on Wednesday. We talked about 4LOM and Zuckus number one, as well as Bounty Hunters number 15. And we'll also have new videos for you next week. Monday will be a special topic video that I've been working on for a while about some of my favorite random Star Wars characters in the background featuring such greats as Will Rohood, Jeff Porkins, Grace Fricks, all those guys you love and <laughs> adore as much as I do. So if you're looking for something a little bit more fun and entertaining, it's going to be a lot more edited, a lot more, um, uh, a lot less discussion based than most of our episodes usually are. Check that out and let us know what you think of the format. We also have new comic reviews next Wednesday for High Republic number eight. I believe Monster Temple Peak number one is coming out, and there's controversy over whether War of the Bounty Hunters number three is coming out next week. If you look at the back of the comics for this week, it says it is. If you look at the internet on most websites and solicited pages, it says it's coming out the following week, but we'll have the new comics for you regardless on Wednesday. So that is going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for watching. As always, it's a lot of fun to discuss the Bad Batch every week. And we look forward to next week and seeing what's actually going to happen, if any of our ramblings actually come true. And if it's a, hopefully it's a great season finale, because it's been a really, really good season so far and a lot more character focused than something like Clone Wars. but. Uh, more linear than something like Rebels' first few seasons were. So thanks for watching. We'll see you next week, and check out our other videos that come out for the rest of this week. Thanks.